0: It's Afro Cajun with another podcast episode. This is another single episode, but don't worry, I will be back with series two of Who Are We Really? Steps to Becoming Your God Self. So, today I want to talk about the ancestors and it could be immediate family that has moved on or it could be of course grandparents great grandparents and further on back so recently and this is just an oversight on my part um my hobby is researching my family tree. I've been doing this for, uh, I'll say, 19 years now? And I've gone as far as I could. Or at least I had thought. So I, you know, I had the usual DNA test, family tree business. And it gave me the usual rundown that fits what we had all been taught. Everyone comes from Africa and then everyone has dispersed. Okay. But if you've been following my podcast, you know it's way more complicated than that. Anyway, so... I'm looking at my family tree and I decide well this was a, this was a couple of years ago can I get a deeper understanding more of a breakdown of who came from where and all that so I went to another company where they just you upload your raw data and they give you an even, deeper dive into your ancestry so i did that and pleasantly surprised by what i had found so you know how um all us african americans we we always say we have native american in the family it's kind of like a running joke but a lot of us do Especially if we're from South Carolina, I have family from South Carolina, of course, you know, and and unfortunately, uh, they were slaves at one point. Okay, and yeah, I pretty much accepted what was uh, on my new. Ancestry analysis, but Also have Native American DNA that is from Well, actually I only have Native American DNA that's from the West Coast And I was like hmm, well, that's interesting But inside, you know, I don't feel Native American I feel very African, you yeah, know, Afro-Pagan, and then recently, I woke up one morning with the na- with a certain name in my mind's eye, and it was in neon. And I was like, "What the heck is this? What is that?" So I hopped out of bed, got my journal, wrote down the name. Now this is important. Your dreams can give you clues. They can solve issues. Um, they can send you on a deep rabbit hole. And seeing the name in my mind's eye upon waking sent me into a deep rabbit hole. And I'm still going, I'm still digging into that rabbit hole. Going further and further down. So... Um, But still, I wasn't coming up with anything concrete, and I, I don't expect to, because spirit has a way of it gives you information, and you have to like um, do your research, and I and this is a clever way for me to connect with my native american ancestors right don't you think but then i don't know if i can keep saying they're my native american ancestors because looking at pictures from the 1500s paintings illustrations of some of the people in my ancestry they were very dark And I mean dark, like African dark, okay, like um, Nubian dark, West African dark. So I'm like, well, that's interesting. So can I say they're Native American? Especially after doing more research, I came upon, came upon excuse me, a house YouTube channel. And he has these lectures, amazing extensive research he's done. And he, he makes YouTube videos and they're like an hour and a half to two hours long lectures on the real Native Americans. And guess what? kind of seems like, I have to say, ancient African Americans instead. But I didn't stop there. I also read Dr. Ivan Van Sertimer's They Came Before Columbus. You know? He went far, but uh, Curameo at Howl goes even further. I also picked up another book called We Are the Washitar, The Washita Doctrine. Wow. See, it's people like a Ahau and the author of Washita, The Washitar Doctrine. They're outliers. Uh, they have no reason to lie. And I'm not saying that Dr. Sertimer lied. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying they just went further in their research than he had a chance to. Anyway, Kirameo Howe and the author of the Washatar Doctrine, they, they're outliers. Uh, like me, I feel they want the truth and they're willing to share their research and these two amazing people have done that. I really suggest you uh, check out Curamail a channel and grab coffee or tea, I suggest tea. Coffee will just hype you up. Get some tea, sit back, put your legs up, and Listen to the eye opening videos because they are, they'll sit you back on your behind. Anyway, moving on. So, divinely guided, I'm sure, by my ancestors. to research my native DNA. Oh, and wow. And I've, I've found out so much, like the Serrano people are from, I guess we could say Mojave, desert, Morongo, Valley Mission Indians, there, some of the Cahuilla, they encompass those groups of people in the west coast desert. Also there's Mexican, so Mayan or Aztec. And by the way, the name that flashed into my head upon waking up feels Aztec to me. Feels it. I mean, it's like a, an inner gnosis that it's Aztec. So maybe there's uh, Olmec in my DNA. And then there's the uh, Ohlone people from, uh, I'll say Northern California. I mean, I am as far away from California as can be, but yet there's DNA from California in me, in my family. So that's kind of wild. I think it's cool. I think it's exciting. And, since I've been on a quest to know more about the Ohlone people, the Serrano, the Mexican and the Miwok and Chumash, I think they're reaching out to me also. So um, use your DNA, to connect with all of your ancestors and why am i saying this why am i stressing this because they our ancestors are us we are them they live through us their dna is a part of us their dna is what makes us who we are and they can show us the way to ourselves and I feel there's uh, the link definitely has been broken because of slavery because of not having our names our ancestors names recorded in books we were just our ancestors were just chattel Slave one, slave two, slave three, slave four. I mean, they had no respect for us. Of course, if they did, we wouldn't have been enslaved probably, right? So anyway, but I feel so much of why we suffer in this lifetime is because we don't connect to our ancestors en masse. If we connect with them, they can protect us. Our families, our homes. They will put a supernatural wall of protection around us. They also guide us in life. Because they've been through it. They have been through the same issues. Uh, it may have a different dressing, different time, but some things still persist, you know? And they can also remove obstacles for us. And what do they get in return for this? Cause you know, you can't just take and take and not give back. You give back by setting up an altar space. You must be wondering why set up an altar space when I can just skip on over to the cemetery, drop some flowers and say, hey, what up? I'm kidding. But you might be thinking, just go to the cemetery. And there's nothing wrong with going to the cemetery, don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with that at all. But how many times do you go to the cemetery to visit family? once a year, twice a year, maybe setting up an altar lets them know that you want a more personal relationship, not, oh, every now and then type relationship, you know, they want to be remembered, not forgotten, and who really wants to be forgotten? Does that make sense to you? So your altar can be as bare or as elaborate as you want it to be. Always have though your water, meal offering for them, a candle, I use a white candle, but you can go to the botanica and some botanicas have candles specifically for ancestors and they might not be the color white. It's no big deal. You might want to put on your altar items that belong to your ancestors. And maybe you have a, a hat pin, or uh, maybe your grandfather loved cigars. Maybe your grandfather talked about his father who loved cigars. You know what I'm saying? Maybe your mom had a favorite ring or a, rock, a watch. Put it on the altar. And um, make sure you have a list of names of your ancestors, even if you don't know them. You could say uh, great-great-great-great-grandfather, great-great-great-great-grandmother, however many greats, you know? Um, I have a, a, a tiny replica of Venus of Willendorf on my altar and that is to represent the very very ancient ancestors like the ones who started my mother line and father line so you know you could do that too be creative they will like that also on your altar you want to be mindful of the four elements earth air fire and water on your altar okay your altar can be anywhere in your apartment or home where it won't be disturbed and if you have difficult family members in your home who will give you all kinds of grief because you talk to the ancestors which is kind of unimaginable to me but it does happen like how can anyone be upset you talk to your grandmother or your mother or your father uncle just it doesn't make sense to me but anyway um, you can always have a portable ancestor altar use those mint tins they have them on eBay and watch out because some people charge you an arm and a leg just for a mint tin but you can get creative and make a portable altar when you travel you can use that same portable altar it's really cool um also when you uh after your altar is set up you start venerating them now You can build up a relationship with them by going to your altar every day. Which is what I did in the beginning. I went every day. And then um, after I established communication and it was just established that yeah, we're going to be doing this for a long time. I tapered off to once a week. But I found that my connection is stronger if i go every day that might not be the case for you so you gotta do what works for you and your ancestors okay um and it doesn't hurt to ask them would you like hey uh we could do this every day we can do this every week or we can do this every month We'll answer you if you hear an answer in your head immediately go with it if you get an answer in your dream that's right too or and this is a little advanced but if you look at your candle you ask ask your ancestors how many times uh, do you want to communicate with each other once a week every day once a month look at your candle ask them to communicate with you through the candle and you'll get some kind of answer that's right too there's no one way there's no one right way also yeah, keep that altar clean cause they don't they won't want to be bothered if your altar is like all smudged up with incense. <laughs> oh, and I laugh because this has happened to me. So I'm just passing on what I've learned. Um, and, you know, speaking of incense, there's so many incense scents out there. It's staggering and i have managed to whittle it down to either nag champa or sandalwood either or works you also might want to uh find some aromatherapy oil some essential oils you might want to mix them up on for yourself have a little ancestor oil blend, you can do that. Let's see, the complete formulary of magical oils oh, the author, uh, by Celeste Rain Hellstab. Really good book, and it's packed with all kinds of oil blends for everything ancestor work. Magic work. Yes, I said magic. Magic. Nothing wrong with magic. Did you all watch Lovecraft Country? There's nothing wrong with magic. Okay. Get the book because she she's just it's a it's a nice size book packed with all kinds of recipes. There are even some hoodoo. Oil recipes. So check that out. Okay, put this back. Okay. Before you start venerating, it's very important if you're in a room, and I assume it's in a room, protect the space and cleanse the space. Okay? I use Palo Santo. Love Palo Santo. And you can find Palo Santo sticks, you can find Palo Santo incense if you want, Um, but I think the sticks are more convenient. Uh, You can even use sweet grass with the Palo Santo stick, along with a selenite stick. And you wave that around, you say a a little mantra that protects your space, cleanses the space. You also want to start with asking the guardians of the six directions, asking them and thanking them for opening up the ceremony. Um, wave the Palo Santo, sweetgrass, selenite, whatever it is you're going to use. You can use sage also, sage stick, that's fine, with your selenite. It's always good to use selenite because that's a clearing crystal. Wave it in the corners and then wave it over yourself, okay? Don't burn yourself. And if you do, the ancestors will shake their heads wondering what the hell at you if you do. (laughs) Okay. Once you have all of those steps taken care of, sit in front of your altar. Because your ancestors are higher than you. So sit in front of the altar. And thank them for getting you this far in life. Uh, Thank them for protecting you. Thank them for opening doors for you. Just, you know, and then talk to them like they are alive and they're in front of you. Talk to them. Tell them about your day. Tell them what you want to accomplish every day that you're in front of your altar. It makes a difference. I mean, I tell my ancestors what I want to do when I'm in front of the altar, and doggone it, I get it done. It's like they push me forward, they power me through. You know? And it's exciting if you ask them a question, they, like I said before, they will give you an answer in some form or fashion. Also, if you have kids if you have your sisters and brothers who live with you, they will receive benefits from you communicating with the ancestors. Even if they're like, oh, oh, this is weird, blah, 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 blah. They will still get benefits. Because if you're the only one in your family who is communicating with the ancestors, then you are the ambassador for your family. That's important, okay? If you have kids, your kids will receive the benefits. So, um, I suggest, okay, not gonna suggest. I'll say think about it, okay? You, you might say, oh, this is really big. I, I don't have room. You will. There's room somewhere, even if it's in your bedroom. Yeah, it's OK. Some people have altars in their bathrooms. I, 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 I hope I never have to have my altar in the bathroom. But, you know, sometimes you just don't have the space. But anyway, what I'm saying is just try. Oh, and it's also a good idea if you have pictures. Most of us have pictures of our parents, grandparents, and if you're blessed, great grandparents and so on, put them on the altar. You know those huge picture frames where they have the cutouts where you can uh, add pictures to them? That's perfect, you know? Um, what else? Hmm. I think I covered everything about ancestor altars. But I do suggest use your DNA. Because even if you don't have pictures, you have ancestors that extend way back. Way further back than slavery. Way further back than colonies of, of the US way way back you know I mean your mother line and your father line put them on that ancestor name list really and just there's there's no witchy punis about this it's just important. You reach back. You have that link. You know? Anyway. Just do what feels right with you pertaining to your altar. It will come to you and have fun. It's your ancestors. They like to laugh. They watch over us. we They find us entertaining. And when you Establish that connection. It's like, oh, he or she is serious. Let's go. And it will be great. Okay? So that's my very short podcast. And I shall return soon. Bye for now. Guys, I forgot to mention, when you're done talking to your ancestors in front of the altar, say a a closing out mantra, because what you're doing is you're elevating them to a higher status in the spirit realm, so you want to do that. And you stand up and you close it out by, once again, thanking the guardians of the six directions, or seven, because some people, you know, consider the middle realm. So you might want to think about that, too. Anyway, you thank the guardians of the six or seven directions and as you do that you wave the palo santo stick and sweet grass or and the selenite or sage stick waving around cleanse the four corners of your room and you're done that's important. You you have to end the ritual in some form or fashion. And that I found is a good way to end my ancestor veneration for the day. But you know, you can talk to your ancestors throughout the day, but you have that established connection through the altar. Okay. I just wanted to add that. Real quick. All right. So until next time. And I'm coming back with series two. And I'm working on getting Kwame Adapa, the author of The Akan Other Africans in the Sirius Star System book. Hope you all have picked it up. It's amazing. Eye opener. Knocks you back on your behind, too um, working on interviewing him. So we'll see how that turns out. And, um, yeah, so work on that altar, get those ancestor pictures, improve your life. Okay. Peace.